welcome to the Osue Ibar podcast. Yes, 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 and yes, welcome back to the Josue Ibar podcast. I'm so glad that you guys tuned us in, man. When you guys are going for your morning run, you're washing them dishes, you're on your car ride, however you listen to this podcast. Actually, I'm actually pretty curious, so please DM us how what do you do when you're listening to the Osue Ibar podcast. I'd be curious to hear what you guys are up to. But anyways, like I said, I'm very thankful you guys are tuning back in with us. So again, if you're new to this podcast, uh, again, our podcast is all about equipping people to execute their calling, okay? Uh, we post every Monday and Wednesdays. Uh, Mondays you hear from me, and Wednesday you, Wednesdays you'll hear from my amazing team, okay? So today, I'm super excited to share with you guys this message on limping in love. So uh, limping in love, you may be thinking, what the heck are you talking about this way? Uh, Because we're all familiar with the term walking in love, right? And walking in love, it's a powerful way of manifesting Jesus, right? And, you know, I I really believe it's a key way of manifesting Jesus. I know a lot of times we want to manifest Jesus through healing. We want to manifest Jesus through speaking in tongues or manifest Jesus through, through speaking or teaching. But in reality, one of the best ways to manifest him is our love walk. And I believe um, the body of Christ right now at times isn't necessarily walking in that love, but it's really actually just limping in that love. And there's some healing and change of perception uh, that needs to occur so that we can walk in love. And so that's what we're going to dive in today. But before we dive in, I want to give a couple shout outs. Okay. So um, I asked for some random advice on Instagram uh, and I got some really good responses. And so I want to shout out some folks because I love them. So Jeremy Shaw, thank you. Uh, this is what Jeremy Shaw threw down for some random advice. He says, you got to train, say your prayer, and take your vitamins, brother. Uh, good old Hulk Hogan quote. Uh, thanks, Jeremy, for dropping that knowledge on us. Uh, Jimmy, uh, w- w- which, by the way, Jimmy is the man. Jimmy and I played football my freshman year at Casa Grande Union High School. Uh, so, Jimmy, you're a stud. Uh, Jimmy went from uh, Frankenstein to Frankenfine. Uh, you got to look at his Instagram story. I'm going to... Uh, put his notes on there uh, so you guys can check him out. But man, your transformation uh, in your body is amazing, Jimmy. You look great, brother. But Jimmy said this. He said, being weak is nothing to be ashamed of. Staying weak is. Uh, powerful. I love it. Uh, I could teach a message on that, bro. So anyways, uh, thank you guys for sharing. And again, I love when you guys connect with us on the podcast. So again, feel free to connect with us on Instagram, uh, DM us any questions or thoughts or any comments. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's dive in limping in love. So like I said, I believe that truthfully, the uh, desire of God is that we walk in love. Uh, the scripture tells us that the best way that we're uh, that people will recognize that we are followers of Christ is how we love one another, right? So it's our walking in love is that is going to be a powerful way of manifesting Christ. But what I believe is a lot of times we're limping in love, and this is our and this is what I'm referring to. So God's desire is that we are united right? We're the body of Christ. And if we're not walking in unity, how can we uh, walk in love? We are limping, right? So uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse one through four, this is what it tells us. It says, therefore, I, a prisoner for the serving, uh, for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for others faults because of your love. 
Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. So I'm sharing this with you because, again, this is all in regards to our calling. This is all in regards to being united and being the body of Christ. And it is our love walk. And so really this has been stirring up in my heart is because um, I've been uh, connecting with a couple friends. I have been mentoring a couple youth. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, just some things in my family. And I'm always that person, I don't know, like uh, uh, that people trust me uh, and they open up to me and they just spill their guts about what's going on, right? Um, hence, I think that's why I'm called a politician because I just, you know, get people to open up the borders giddy up. No, but in reality is people just share their thoughts. And sometimes my question back to those people that share their thoughts is, have you talked to that person that may have bothered you? And the response is always the same and it's no. And to me, that's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And the reason I think that I think a lot of times people don't have confrontation. Most people won't confront someone that they have odds with. And it's because they're putting it under the umbrella of I'm walking in love, right? No, someone ticked me off the other day. I'm not going to talk to them or I'm not going to call them out or I'm not going to argue with them because the Bible says I need to walk in love. But then they'll go ahead and gossip about it, about their friends, about that person. Um, In reality, that's not walking in love. That's limping. And that's, that's the heart behind this message is that we get past this whole weird thought of walking in love, thinking that walking in love means we don't have confrontation. Walking in love actually requires confrontation. And more importantly, I want us to not think of confrontation as, as we always think. When, we, when you think of the word confrontation, you think fighting, you think fistfights, you think arguments. But in reality, it's just communicating. Confrontation, guys, is just communicating. And in order for us to be united, just like Ephesians 4, 1 through 4 told us that again, that we walk humbly, that we're patient with one another, that we make allowances for each other's faults because of our love. It all stems back to having communication. I encourage you, uh, a great example of this is uh, uh, if you go back to the podcast, episode number nine, uh, I have a Q&A with um, uh, myself and Eddie Torres. I was uh, interviewed on his podcast, the True Culture Podcast, and I encourage you, I'll have it in the show notes below, but we talk about a great time. We had a communication talk, right? We had a confrontation. And again, I want us to change our perspective on this because this is huge in order for us to walk in love. So in uh, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, this is what it says. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So if we're going to sharpen one another, we're going to strengthen each other. We got to have confrontation. Because here's the deal. When you think of iron sharpening another piece of iron, you think, okay, oh, it's, it's, it's smooth, right? It's, it's really simple. I'm pulling out my knife right now, right? And... And it's just, it's just like that. That's what it sounds like, right? But in reality, when in, in those times when iron was sharpening iron, it sounded more like, right? It was sparks were flying. And so that's why I believe when a brother is going to sharpen another brother up or a sister to another sister or to a husband to a wife or to a family member to another family member, it may be sparkish. The sparks may fly. And I'm not talking about, you know, sparks of love. I'm talking about sparks of confrontation, right? It, it may fly. 
but it's all to sharpening one another. Again, we're changing our perspective right now on confrontation. That if we're going to walk in love and we're going to get away from limping in love, we're no longer going to use the excuse that, no, I'm not going to confront this person. I'm not going to talk about uh, talk to this person on how I feel or how they made me feel because I'm walking in love. And those are air quotes if you can't see me. Okay. But no, it's I am going to confront because I do love this person and I value them enough that we're going to have communication and we're going to sharpen each other. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 5, it also says, open rebuke is better than secret love. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Man, sometimes I wonder what, you know, uh, Solomon was sipping on or something like that because some of the things he just throws out there is wild, right? But it's all Holy Spirit breathed. And the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something that in order for us to walk in love, we need to talk. We need to talk. So, again, don't just uh, uh, leave this podcast right now and hit pause and go start confronting or arguing with the person that you're upset with. Okay, no, uh, because this is the last point I want to get us to, and it's how we have healthy confrontation. And I understand why, when again, like I was saying earlier, when we hear the word confrontation, we just think explosions, arguments, fighting. Um, and, and truthfully, I think it's because we have been taught a poor way of confronting. But I want to talk to us from a biblical standpoint of how to have healthy confrontation, healthy confrontation. So first off, I believe you really need to guard your heart. Be very careful um, because there are times that you get offended uh, that really it's made up in your mind. It's not even what the person did. It's just all in your head. You know, sometimes you're looking at the person next to you and saying, why are they making that face? Oh my gosh, they probably don't like me. I ought to go fight them. But in reality, they probably just farted and they're getting a whiff of their own scent. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're, you're upset about someone who just got a skank, stank face and really they're just, they're just smelling their... F- yeah, anyways, I'm going to move on. All right? I'm trying to get this example going. All right? What I'm saying is a lot of times uh, the, the things we get offended by or we're confronted with aren't even things that are real. They're in our head. So we got to guard our heart, right? And so before you confront somebody, I want you to read this uh, uh, passage with me. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, how are you going to tie this verse in with confrontation? Don't worry. Just listen. I got you. Okay. So again, that's Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 8. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Right? So, Let's break this down real quick when it comes to confrontation and guarding our heart. Again, he tells us, don't worry about anything. So if you're ticked off, maybe there's a situation uh, amongst friends or amongst uh, coworkers or amongst family. First off, don't worry. All right. Take a chill pill. Relax. Breathe. Uh, it's like that movie, Anger Management. Just say it with me. Goosh praba. Okay. Goosh praba. All right. Relax. All right, probably not say Grushaba, okay, but pray in tongues or something, you know, and pray about it. You know, give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, this person, your your son or your daughter just done ticked me off. Lord, I give this to you, right? Tell God what you need. 
Tell him, man. Tell him that you need peace. Tell him that you need clarity. Tell him that you need his grace. And thank you for all he's done. And again, look, check this out. It says that you'll start to experience God's peace. So if you have an issue with somebody, give it to the Lord, especially if you're angry and upset, man, give it to the Lord and start receiving peace. And it, check, check it out. It says that his peace will guard your heart. It'll guard your heart. It will guard your heart. It will guard your heart against that person who farted next to you, okay? It will guard it. Verse 8, it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thought on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, lovely, and admirable. So here's the deal. When you're going to confront somebody, uh, one thing I would encourage you is to leave the stories behind. Leave the stories you made up. Leave all the things that uh, of your emotions that you that you're feeling. And again, that's why we give it to the Lord. God, here's the things I'm dealing with. You tell Him what you need. You start thanking Him. You get an attitude of praise and watch God's peace come all over you and guard your heart. But then you start thinking on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. So, example, if someone hit you, uh, if someone you know bumped into you, right? You fix your heart on what is true. So, what is true? They bumped into you. All right leave the story behind is, oh, he bumped into me because he doesn't like me. That's a story. You don't know that, right? You got to stick to what is true. So you let go of that story. Or this person said this about me. Okay. They said this because they hate me. No, no, no. Leave, leave all the story behind and focus on what is true. And this is what we're going to do. Whatever's true, we're going to confront and we're going to share that with that person. Hey, you said A, B, and C, and this is how it made me feel. We're not going to say, you said this because you hate me, right? Stick to what is true. Leave the story behind, all right? And then it's our approach on how we communicate with somebody, right? And it's important, right? There are times where flies may land on someone's head, and what's not wise is to grab a sledgehammer to kill that fly, right? That's retarded, right? The best way is to kind of shoo that fly away. It's to be gracious. It's to be gentle. Right now, here's the deal. I'm going to talk to somebody real quick. I'm going to talk to my people who are realists. Okay. Because, uh, people who are realists will say this, look, I'm not going to go talk to that person because I'm just going to tell them how it is. I'm going to give them peace of my mind. Well, good healthy tip is, uh, we only operate in about like, I heard like six, seven, 8% of our mind. So, uh, if you give a piece, man, you can't afford that. Okay. You can't afford to give a piece of your mind. Okay. Other thing is this a lot of times that people are real, they'll say, look, I'm not going to go talk, talk to this person because I feel like, or I'm not going to do all these first steps because I just need to tell them how I really feel. I need to just, you know, ugh, let out all this anger on this person. It's not wise. It's not wise. And you're not, you know, s- some people use the excuse. I'm just being real. And the reality is you're just being really carnal. We're being really carnal. So it's our, it's our job to give it to the Lord, get our heart right, guard our heart. And then we we communicate, we communicate the truth, leaving the story behind. And then this is our approach. We're going to approach it gently. Galatians 6, 1, it says, dear brothers and sisters, if uh, another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently say it with me now, gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Colossians 4, 6, it says, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everything.
it's our job and it's our duty. It's not being fake when you're being polite and when you're, you're speaking the truth only, leaving the story behind, right? You speak the truth and you let the resolve happen. It's our approach. It's our approach. And it's sad because I've seen a lot of people who are right about things, but because their approach is so ugly or it's so forceful, it doesn't get accepted. It's our approach. Remember, the best way to swat a fly on your head is not with a sledgehammer, but it's with grace. Last thing I'm going to share with you, okay? And this is from the Bible. This isn't from a book uh, or from a leadership book or anything. But Matthew 18, uh, chapter 18, verse 15 through 17. You apply all that I just said earlier. Remember the importance that God wants us united. That's his desire. Remember, confrontation is a way of walking in love. When you don't confront, you're actually limping in love, okay? You're not walking in the full love that God has for you. Share what needs to be shared, but before you share, you guard your heart, right? You pray, you give it to the Lord, and you allow his peace to come all over you, right? And then you focus on the truth, leaving the story behind. Remember, how we do that is, hey, you did A, B, and C, and this is how it made me feel. What you don't do is you did A, B, and C, and it's because of this, right? Leave the story behind. Stick to the facts. Your approach, it has to be gentle. It has to be gentle. And let me just give you the full context and full picture of what confrontation looks like. Matthew 18, chapter 18, verse 15 through 17. It says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Giddy up. That's all we desire, right? But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your uh, case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax, uh, tax collector. This is Bible. And even the Bible tells you to confront that person. But here's the deal. Don't go and gossip to your friends. That's limping, man. But if you want to walk in love, you go to that person directly. I know this is a little heavy. I know this is a little deep. But it's all so that we can be in the unity. I'm going to read that verse one more time. In Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for others' faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you has been called to one glorious hope for the future. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys are awesome. Peace. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that message. Again, if you want to get the most out of this podcast, you got to date us. What does that mean? Uh, DM us any questions or any thoughts that you have, and we'd be more than happy to connect with you. But DM us at Jose Bar Podcast on Instagram, and we'd love to connect. All right. A is for apply. Again, you're not going to go anywhere. Uh, doesn't matter what you listen to, what book you read, what your mentor said, or what you journaled. If you don't put action behind it, so apply, apply, apply. T is for teach. Another way of learning is teaching, and the way you can teach that is either by sharing this podcast, writing a review on it, or telling a friend about it. Lastly, partner with us and help us get exposure. Best way you can do that again is by rating and leaving a review or sharing on social media. We appreciate you. Love you. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.